Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Jordan High 2004 podcast. This is Steve. This is Gonzo. Gonzo. Steve. How are you doing? Good. I mean, it's uh, we're we're looking at each other on the computer to, tonight, not a uh, not face to face. But I know, you know, I, it's kind of fun to see you, but it also makes me sad that I'm not with you. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if anything, I'll probably go to bed a little bit earlier tonight because it's like <laughs> less uh, less sitting down and talking to each other after. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. We'll uh, we'll both be able to do that. No, I, I decided to go on a little trip. We're up in Washington, up on the Olympic Peninsula, just visiting some friends and took some time off from work. It's a so, good it's a good time because you get away from all the smoke we're having out here. Well, what's crazy, dude. So we were driving. And through Boise, all the way to Portland, it was tons of smoke. And I was like, the whole time I'm driving, like, why the crap are we doing this right now? <laughs> like, we just had all this smoke in Salt Lake, and now I'm driving to the fires. But then uh, we we stayed in Portland. We, we stayed in Forks last night and did a bunch of Twilight stuff. Um, but the Twilight was, tour? <laughs> uh, a little bit, yeah. I got some <laughs> random pictures. We figured, why not? But... Uh, it's fun. And we drove up the coast, like all along the, the water and it was beautiful. And there, there's no smoke here right now. So it's, it's been fun. Uh, nice. It's just a nice little getaway. Nice. Well, we'll miss you till you get back. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back soon. You'll see me again. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to do any running out there? Any vacation running? <sighs> you know, uh, we'll see. I brought, I brought all the stuff I need to run. Except for maybe I didn't bring my motivation. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I have all the gear. So, uh, the only thing stopping me is myself. <laughs> all right, all right. No, no judgment. You can you can take a break um, yeah. while out there. That's funny. We still have a few voice memos that are not dance related. I thought let's let's do some voice memos today. Okay. So, I mean, you guys have heard me talk about my friend Sefa that lives in Australia. It, today is his birthday, so happy birthday, Sefa. And he sent us a voice memo. He listens, He after every episode, he usually like sends me a text and it's like, hey, I like this or I like that. So, he, he listens and he sent us a voice memo. So, I kind of want to play it. Oi, this is Sefa, Gonzo's mystery mate from Australia. I listened to the podcast, and uh, congratulations, gents. It's going pretty well. I've enjoyed it all so far, and I've just caught up today. I'm sending this in because you've been hounding me for a while. Like, this is the second time I think I've been specifically called out, and so I thought I'd send something in. I didn't, just to clarify, I didn't go to your school, so don't bother going through, like, your uh, yearbook and stuff, because you won't find it. You won't find me in there. But something that I think it's one of the Ryans they had shared. I appreciated their self-awareness for like identifying that they were they might have been perceived as a bully in high school. Because when it, when people ask me about my high school experience, I say it, it was quite pleasant. And I was I, I I would portray it like I, I would tell people just I don't think we had like clicks and stuff. It was all just very open people just kind of hung out with whoever like their interests and stuff like that but it wasn't really that clicky and stuff and I recently got together with a high school mate of mine after about 10 years of 
no communication because I lived in, I was living overseas, and I finally come home, caught up with a mate, and we're reminiscing about high school, and I brought this subject up about bullying, and I was like, I don't think we had bullies at our school, and my <laughs> my mate turns to me and he's like, bro, you don't think there were bullies because you were the bully. It never dawned on me. I don't con- I consider bullying uh, to be mainly a physical thing, particularly amongst boys. And so thinking about it, I was like, there wasn't much physical bullying that took place at my school. At least I don't think, like, there were fights and stuff, but it was never bullying. Um, it never dawned on me that uh, sometimes the way I behave could be considered as bullying. And so I found it funny that when Ryan talks about him possibly being perceived as a bully it made me think in there's somewhere in sydney there's a kid that's thinking i hated seva he was a bully to me <laughs> he was he bullied me and to be honest i i would say that i i would i i think i'd be hard pressed to find evidence to the contrary to that because i think i i exhibit some bullying behavior even now i just find it funny and i thought it was a funny note be self-aware, guys. You can, you think you know yourself, and then you don't. <laughs> anyway, enjoy. Thanks, Sefa. Thanks for the voice memo, and good, good on you to be introspective and to see that. Like I, I've met you just a few years ago, so like I only know you as a lovely human and not as a high school bully. So if any of you, any other Australian listeners, um, that that were bullied by Sefa, send in a voice memo and uh and he'll apologize personally <laughs> <laughs> please do send in a voice memo <laughs> that uh, it was really good to hear from Sefa. i think that's great you've talked a lot about him and it was fun to actually get to hear him hear his voice and hear a little bit of his personality so really hear that cool. sweet ac- that sweet accent right that's no, like hypnotizing <laughs> And then we have another one. Let's do another one. So uh, Bryson Shreve sent us a, um, a voice memo. And so let, we'll talk about it in a second. So let's, here, here it goes. Bryson here with another embarrassing story. One day in Spanish three class, I was minding my own business when I heard a loud thump. And when I turned, this kid was on the floor. He was a funny kid, so I... Thought, hey, I can give him a hard time. So I say, Miller, you idiot. You know, I thought he just fell out of his chair. But then he starts shaking on the floor. And it's apparent that this kid just had a seizure. And I called him an idiot. So they clear us out of the classroom while the the paramedics come and tend to him. And we go to this empty classroom And shortly after we went in there, another teacher comes in and just turns on the TV like you're going to want to see this. And we witnessed the second airplane hitting the Twin Towers. So this happened on 9-11. So whenever people ask, where were you on September 11th? It's something you always remember. So permanently etched into several students' brains is... Ah, on September 11th, Bryson made fun of a kid with a neurological disorder in Mr. Wilson's first period Spanish three class. Fond memories. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe like <laughs> so insensitive. I know, Bryson. You're I'm sure you I'm sure you're forgiven by the person who was having a seizure. But uh, <laughs> that's something the fu- the funny thing is that that's something that I would do. It's just like the wrong the 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 most wrong thing that you could do at that time. Like, oh man, that, that's so funny. <laughs> I love that you say that because that is something you would do. <laughs> yeah. I, I never thought of that until just now when you said it. So, so you know, totally right. it, well, I mean, it's like we've. I don't think we've told a story on there, but. I have multiple times like hit people that have just gotten their wisdom teeth out and it's just in been, yeah, in the face. Like it hasn't been like, it's not something that I'm like purposely like trying to say like, like, Oh, or, or, or hurt the person. But it just like, I just do the wrong thing at the wrong time. So I, I think it was Susie Pearson that she just yeah. had gotten her wisdom teeth out and I like, threw a pillow and just happened to hit her in her face and she was like bleeding out of her mouth like and like had to go home or something it was like (laughs) i just couldn't think of it and then i think sarah olson when she got her wisdom teeth out uh her for her face was so puffy that i just thought she was just like puffing up her face and i like smacked her cheeks because i thought um you know, she you was just holding air there. Her, yeah. yeah, I had no idea that she had gotten her wisdom teeth out. But I smacked her, like, face, like, and hurt her a whole bunch. So, just, so, Bryson, I, I guess I re- I can relate. I'm I'm also an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. Because I think that there was, a, we all made a pact with, I think, with Rafi, that you were not allowed to be around her. <laughs> Until she was healed. They were like, no, Gonzo's not allowed to visit because you had been hurting all these people with their wisdom teeth out. Yeah, yeah. Just a, just a dummy. Uh, no, you, you live, you learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now I just uh, try not to touch people. <laughs> that works much better. Yeah. That's funny. So uh, we have um, Aaron Gurney on tonight. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one. He was someone that... Uh, you know, very friendly. I have a lot of fond memories of him. And uh, he's reached out to us a few times to offer a little bit of help with like maybe some website development or something. Um, but uh, I haven't had a, a long, full conversation with him for a long, long time. So it's yeah, one that me, I'm really looking forward to. Me too. Me too. I'm, I, yeah, I'm excited. I hope, uh, yeah, I, I wonder what he's got to say. So it'll be, it'll be good to talk to him. Yeah. All right, so here's our conversation with Aaron Gurney. This is Peter Griffin, and you're listening to the Jordan High School Podcast of 2004. All right, we're here with uh, Aaron Gurney. How's it going? I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? You go first, Gonzo. I'm... I'm doing good. I'm happy to see you. It's, I mean, and, and we were talking a little bit before we start recording. It's, you know, we're Facebook friends. So I like little by little have seen kind of what you've been up to, but I haven't talked to you in like a, in 17 years. You know, it's been, it's been that long. So I'm really glad to like be able to sit down and, and have a conversation. Yeah. Cause I think when we, you know, became friends on Facebook, I think 
that was probably the last time that we talked because it was like, <laughs> hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> and then just like life happened. Yeah. yeah. Can you give us uh, an update of where you're at and what you're up to? Yeah. So um, I live in Phoenix, um, North Phoenix to be exact, because the city is getting so huge. Um, so it's kind of like you got to know specific uh, quadrants, if you will, to get to them. But, you know, I, w- I was in the Navy for a bit, got married twice, got two kids. I've got a 12-year-old boy. He's going to be 13 in January. And then my daughter is going to be uh, 10 and nine days. Oh, wow. So, Happy which birthday. is crazy. 10, yeah. Couple of digit, d- double-digit kids. Yeah. No, 18 can come sooner. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're awesome, though. Like, it, I take a lot of parenting cues from my mom and that um, not to be friends with them but like understand and I still completely remember being a kid you know I still have really vivid memories of being a kid and I just remember how I wish it would have been right and oh so I just try to like you know do that as much as possible and just instill really good values in them but it's fun I never ever thought I was going to be a parent like, if anything, I talked about not being a parent and like, there's too many people on the planet. But man, when my son was born, cool, let's have another. Let's do it. <laughs> let's, and let's, let's have a girl so we can stop. <laughs> that was a, that was the thing. I was like, man, if if I get a boy and a girl, done. done. But, you know, and I, I came from a really big you know, LDS family. So my grandparents were like, what? You too? That's it? Like, bring more, bring more. It's like, oh no, I I got two hands. Mm-hmm. It's like when you go from two to three or more, it's like you switch from like man to man to like zone defense. It's like, well, you instantly get, get outnumbered. Out yeah, yeah, right away. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but no, I, I joke about my kids all the time, like, because they're just awesome. Like, I have no complaints, so that's pretty lucky. So I wanted to know a little bit, what what made you decide to join the Navy? Uh, So you guys remember Tiki? Yeah. Yeah, so Tiki Tiki and I kind of saw the writing on the wall because we were surrounding ourselves with not savory people and not very driven, you know, and we could just see, like, where it was going to end up. And so it was like, okay. And we made this choice junior year. We were still 17. Best choice I ever made by far. Probably saved my life. Yeah, we joined together, signed up, had our parents even sign it because we weren't 18 yet. And then just stuck through it, you know, uh, like the tail end of junior year and then through senior year. But yeah, I mean, yeah, best choice I ever made, definitely. And then I, it, the reason why I joined, uh, chose the Navy was because my dad was in the army and so i was kind of trying to get at him like because it's like that thing because when i told him you would have thought like i shot grandma oh really oh seriously yeah he was like what you joined the nate what why not the army like and i was like what no (laughs) i want to go to school you know i want to learn you know i want to you know see what i can do instead of just um, and, you know, nothing against the Army. I know tons of soldiers and 
Marines and whatever, Airmen, Air Force. Anyway, those, they can do whatever they want to do. But I just didn't see a job in that branch that was going to benefit me on the civilian side. Because I, I knew that I didn't want to make it a career. Um, it was more of like a, like a jumpstart. You know, just kind of like, hey, get your stuff together. You know, figure this stuff out. It's not that hard. You know, it doesn't need to be that difficult. So maybe let's just, you know, go back to basics. You know, allow somebody else to kind of run your life and tell you where to be, what to do, and how they want it done. So that, you know, when you get out, then you're like, you have a, a, a process that you can follow to achieve goals. So was it a way for you to get like some discipline to get those like a, a standard of like or learn some some workmanship so or 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 did you get did you feel like leaving the navy now you have the the tools to be successful in the in civilian world or um were you actually getting some training while in the navy too that like helped you with your, you know, web design or things like that that you're doing now? Yeah. So, um, no, totally opposite from web design. And it, it, so when I went in, I intended on learning something I had never done before and to be really good at it. And so I, I went in as a welder, which isn't a glamorous job, but I was like, no, the boat has to float. Like an engineers keep the boat floating. Like, and that's a really vital job. And it, you know, it, it's a skill that, I mean, I don't use a lot, but it can be really valuable, you know? So I always knew I would have a fallback if, you know, something else didn't work out. So I was kind of, I treated the Navy more like, um, more like going to on the job college, you know? So like anytime they offered, any kind of temporary assignment to like a different department or a different ship or anything like that, I would take it and just, Hey, I want to go and learn something. So I did, I went and did security. Um, I was a fire marshal. I did firefighting, carpentry, machining, locksmith, medic, like a bunch of stuff. Anytime they had schools and certifications for things, I wanted it, you know, whether it, and a lot of it did translate over to college credits. So I can't remember the acronym right now, but it's a, it's a smart transcript. That's what it's called. So it, it's a transcript that you receive after military service and they essentially break down your time, your job, your, any certifications you gained, any schools you went to as time in college. And so I was able to leverage that and do a few courses because they, they have classrooms on the bigger ships. And so I was able to knock out my degree in structural engineering. But again, I don't use it. I don't, and if anything, I, I don't even know where it's at. <laughs> like, I don't know where it's at because like it, it, to do anything in, in engineering in general, you pretty much have to have a master's and I did. Yeah, it's okay. I like, I like, uh, more nerdy stuff but yeah not, and the web stuff kind of i mean the first website i built i was about 10 years old and it was just an html like you just 
write it in Microsoft Word and then save it and then like link documents together, all this nerdy stuff. And um, and then MySpace and you could like custom style your MySpace. And I was like, oh yeah, I can write. I had like a crazy looking thing because I knew how to write this stuff. But I never thought of it as like a job. I always thought of it kind of silly. Like this is the internet. It wasn't a serious thing, you know. And then when I got out of the Navy in uh, the end of 2007, I actually kind of needed to take a break just to re-familiarize myself with the civilian world and just not being on that grind like how they do it. Um, and so I took a very long break of four years and I uh, waited tables at Chili's and it was by far the fun, most fun job. I did not feel like I worked a day. Like it, it was, you know, good cardio and like walking, you know, but compared to well, you know, carrying welding machines of super narrow ladder ways while a boat is rocking, like, nah, it's good. I can carry a tray of food. <laughs> so, and it was fun. And that, like, level of stress. Yeah, different level of stress for sure. So, but I did that and then, um, had, you know, a few like minor jobs after that because I, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm good. Like I'm civilianized again or whatever. So, you know, started kind of looking around more into tech fields, um, sold automation equipment for a while, got to see a lot of really cool stuff, um, like big factories and, you know, all kinds of stuff. I love engineering and how things are built and made, like how it's made is my jam. So, um, and then I just kind of honestly fell back into web development. Hmm. You know, I got, I got a job at GoDaddy just doing inbound sales and support because I knew like just get in the door and if anything, like I'll totally learn their system and all that stuff. Um, you know, moved over to the web design department. We only had, there's like 22 of us, 24 of us. And there's, uh, there's gotta be almost 200 now. So, I mean, the department definitely was, I, I got to the department in a perfect time. And it, and it was a, a really fun ride. So oh, that's did cool. that for about four years. Now I do freelance and contract stuff on the side. So I remember, like, you've always been super friendly, very full, like, high energy guy. Um, and is that what, like, you talked about working at Chili's for four years. Was it the being around the different people coming in? Was it the people you worked with? What was it that you liked so much about that job? Oh, yeah. Um, have you ever had a terrible restaurant experience? You know, yes. where you're just like, what are you doing here? Just quit. Just mm -hmm. leave. Cause like, this is so bad for you. And like, we can tell you are not liking it. And so, um, I just kind of always kept that in my mind. Like, you know, treat other people how you want to be treated. And then, you know, they're coming out to dinner. You don't know what their day has been like, what their life is like. And maybe this is like the only respite that they get all week or all month. Like, or some people, it was like, we only come here once a year, you know, kind of thing. Cause I mean, different people have different finances and stuff, you know, and how they do things. So, I mean, you never really know. So I really enjoyed that too. And, and kind of getting 
like friendly with people and like figuring stuff out about them and just chat with them. And granted, you know, some people come in, they do not want to talk to you like at all. And I could read that from the kitchen. So, you know, it was just fun and meeting people and people watching. I love people watching. We just came back from Vegas. That's like, <laughs> that's the Mecca of people watching. And that's better than Walmart, like on a Tuesday night at two in the morning. So, Gurney, tell us a little bit about, so tell us who, how you saw yourself when you were a kid, how you saw yourself in high school. So in high school, like, so when you guys met me, I had, I had just moved up from Phoenix. When I had moved up from Phoenix, I, I moved up there to live with my dad. And most of it really was to have a lot of freedom because my dad was not an active parent. And so I knew like, okay, I'm going to be 16 and I've got tons of family and I still have like friends. I've mo- a lot of the friends that I have uh, went to Brighton, like Brighton, Alta, and then like maybe Bingham, but like kind of more on the sand, like the 2030s side kind of thing. So, um, so when I moved back here, I was like, oh, cool. Like, I, and I'm going to see my friends and stuff all the time, but they were just getting into high school. I was getting into a new high school and then it just kind of fell off, you know? And, and then I was like, well, then I'll just, cool. Let's just make new friends here. And cause I was going to end up anyways. Right. But I was like, no, I'll just, I'll really lean into this school and just make, you know, as many friends as I can. Cause I didn't know anybody. I didn't know a single person. And, um, so it was challenging, but I mean, growing up in um, in a divorced family with you know separated parents, I would move from Utah to Arizona and kind of alternate back and forth. So I I wouldn't say I was used to changing schools, but I was I was good at it. Like it, it wasn't a big stress because I think it happened a lot when I was young. So I just kind of had to adapt. So. At what age did, was, uh, did your parents split up? Um, I believe I was two. So oh, wow. I, yeah, I don't have any memories of, you know, them being together. So then it was always, you were always going back and forth. Yeah, my parents were really cool about it. Um, they wouldn't necessarily, you know, let me decide where I was going to be, but they definitely took my my feeling and my consideration for, you know, where and who I wanted to be with. Right. So, um, you know, there were times when it would go year to year back and forth. And then the time just before moving up to Salt Lake, it had been about three years. So it was quite a while. And, um, but again, it wasn't, it wasn't really to like, do anything with my dad it was it was more that i was being a rebellious teenager you know and wanting freedom and thinking i'm i know it i can do it's you know i don't need a parent around parenting i gotta figure it out so and i think in doing that it kind of rushed me into figuring it out you know okay i really realized like oh no you don't know what's up and life isn't easy like it is when you're a kid you know so if i i don't think i would change anything about it 
you think that's what played into your decision to join the Navy so so quick? Yeah, definitely, because I'd always gotten decent grades and test scores and things. Like, that wasn't ever a concern, you know, for my parents, uh, like, graduating, but um, because of all the partying and just laziness, you know, just laziness and procrastination, um, you know, tw- uh, junior year, like, end of junior year, I could, I saw it, like, right away, like, no. And the people... And so it was like, nope, I got to get out of this. What did you see? Um, a lot of drug use, a lot of drug use, alcohol, and I don't really have anything bad to say about marijuana, but when you're that young, it's clearly not the right thing to be doing. <sighs> like your brain is still developing eh, eh, alcohol too, but. It just, it seemed like a lot of the people that we were hanging out with didn't um, care about their own bodies. So why would they care about mine? So, and that was, you know, no, I have to surround myself with people that care about me, you know, and that want me to do well instead of just complaining about how it's not working out. And it was, and I, I was not going to be a part of that. And so that would be like a very strict regimen, go to the military, you know, they'll, they'll kind of teach me a system that works and then you can use it to your advantage later on in life. I thought of it like a band-aid, like just rip it off, like get out of it, <clears throat> do it as quick as possible and, and do it in a way that you can't undo it, if that makes any sense. You know, because once you join the military, in my opinion, you lose all street credit, right? So, because you join the military, you're, you work for the government now. Like, you're not what you were, you know? So, and I just really leaned into that, you know? So, were you, you talked about how you would take any kind of certification or course if it came up. Were you like that from day one? Or hearing what you're saying about how you were in high school versus how you would take all these certifications like was there something that clicked in you after getting to the navy or did you go into it knowing like hey i'm going to take advantage of every single opportunity as it comes to me well yeah no immediately i not many people knew this about me in high school but i scored in the one percentile in the act and the three percentile in the sat and then all the teachers they were like driven crazy by me because I wouldn't do my homework, but I would ace their tests and then I wouldn't show up sometimes. Because like uh, senior year, I turned 18 two weeks after senior year started, so I emancipated myself. So I was fully no parent. And um, and then I would just not go to school. And the teachers would be like, why? like?" you know this stuff and and you could totally pass and like pass with good grades even but that's that's why i had to do the navy like i just i never had like a a system i'm i'm a closet nerd i hit it really well in high school i'd hope i hope nobody like oh yeah gurney was such a nerd it's like no man i threw parties i break dances dances with Steve. <laughs> <laughs>
when when I hear your name, like my immediate first thought is that you could walk on your hands like down the hallway and back without falling. I still can. It's no, it's not a good thing. No, that's not. I'm gonna be 36 in like uh, 20 days. No, you shouldn't be able to walk on your hands. (laughs) (laughs) I tried it recently, and it's like. When you're 40 pounds heavier, it's like your, your wrists don't like that very much. <laughs> well, Gurney still looks good, though. He's. I don't age, bro. <laughs> I don't age. I looked at my senior picture on the ID card, not the one in the yearbook, because they made us wear those stupid smocks. So, uh, but on my ID, I was like, oh, I could. Yeah, that I could pass it. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I told to eighteen year olds I probably look ancient. So, <laughs> well, well, how how have you changed? I know physically you still look like you're eighteen, but uh, how is how uh, have you changed since high school? What's different now? Well, no, I I wouldn't say like aside from the you know being more driven and having goals, not much. I'm still a goofball. Um, I love making people laugh any chance I get. And I think what, what I would say has changed is my understanding of uh, time and place. So when I was in high school, I would make super inappropriate jokes just in the middle of class, you know, and totally disrupt class. And now I know when and where to do these things. So I think it's a better balance, but I'm definitely still a good. Like, I love messing around, making people feel uncomfortably comfortable. Like, they're like, oh, I, I'm not going to leave, but, like, that's pretty funny. Like, that's that's pretty good. So, but, no, I wouldn't say I, I've changed all that much, honestly. No. What are the biggest things that you've learned as an adult or through your journey? I mean, you've, you've mentioned it in the Navy You've learned structure. You've learned you were maybe learned a love of learning because you were just going through all the different classes and learn and just picking up as much as you could. I don't know if discipline was something important to you or or if that has kept through after. I mean, I know in high school you were doing a ton of partying. Are you still a party animal? I am not at all. Like like I was saying, we just got back from Vegas, and uh, my girlfriend and I could not wait to go back to the hotel we were staying at, just to like hang out in the room. And it was like we'll even just go play the machines down in the casino downstairs. Like we don't need to go like all over the strip. So yeah, I think whatever party fuel I had, I burnt all. So, yeah, but um, we do love to entertain. Like, we have friends over. They are definitely not parties. Uh, we usually do, like, uh, Bob Ross painting nights. Oh, or, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, or, like, usually I'm cooking. I love to cook. Uh, I took culinary arts all through high school and, like, loved it. I almost went to Cordon Bleu. Um, if I hadn't went in the Navy, I would have went to the Culinary Institute out in Scottsdale. So I love to cook. And if anything, I'm glad I didn't pursue that career because I think it would have kind of spoiled it for me, turning a, you know, something fun into a job. Yeah. 
So, um, and you got to eat, so it's not like you can stop cooking. So, I love that. So, is that something that are you still doing that now? Like, you like to make good food? Oh, all the time. Yeah, all the time. I'd say most of my birthday, Christmas, and Father's Day gifts are some type of cooking thing or like a tool for the garage or anything. Yeah, like cooking stuff. Would you label that as, as something that you're passionate about? Or what are other things that you're passionate about at this stage of your life? De- yeah, definitely cooking. I, re- I was contemplating going uh, to school. Not to pursue it as a career or anything, just to go to school and uh, learn more about cooking and, and different styles and stuff. Um, you know, back when I was back in the day, uh, they were called like fusions and stuff like that. It was this fusion, this fusion. Now it, that word seems to be kind of fading away and it's more, um, this is what we make. You know, they, whatever it's called, it doesn't matter, but this is what we make at this restaurant. And, you know, so I, I was thinking about going, going to school for it. I think that'd be interesting just to go and do that, just to learn more about cooking. Well, and I think I'd probably be one of the few people there that's only there to learn because a lot of people, you know, it, it doesn't, it's not cheap to go to, to a culinary school because I, I, you know, I don't want to go to one at the community center, that kind of thing. I, I want to go to a school and, and have all the equipment and all that. That's cool. And it's also like, it it's cool to have the drive to keep learning new things and to improving your skills. Well, and I... I, I have thought on occasion about going to school and, you know, maybe using some of my my other schooling for a different degree or something, you know, pursue a different avenue. But I feel like there's there's so many careers and things out there that you could do that don't require a degree. They could, they could be a technical or, you know, uh, on the job or certifications, um, especially in web development. That's why I love the industry because, um, it's always changing. It's always moving, advancing, you know, and, um, there's so many different ways to do it. And then, um, there's not really a standard. So you can't really have a degree that's web developer. Yeah. You can have computer science, but computer science degrees cover more of the physical of the machine, you know, and the programming and the logic that it that it controls versus the design and thinky thinky parts. And that's mostly what I do. I do more back end programming and like uh JavaScript, PHP and stuff like that. Any of the nerds out there they know what I'm talking about. And so I do more of the this does this than is what it looks like. Um, I'm less of a designer. That's interesting. I don't. I don't know a lot about web design, so I'm like listening, trying to be like, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about, but I have no idea. What you're yeah, <laughs> I've been. Know. I've been on Wix. I've been on Wix. I know how to build a website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, I mean, you've talked a little bit about your passions, and we talked about you know, how you've changed, you, you, you're saying that you're in a, in a lot of ways, you're the same, you're still a goofball, 
but you're saying you've also slowed down, you've burned out your party fuel, and, you know, through the Navy, you've picked up all these, like, lessons and skills, and kind of a structure that you didn't have before. What what other things do you think, and what other things have you learned in the last, like, 17 years that you think have been important in your life? Um, life is finite. You have a limited amount of days, you have a limited amount of seconds, you have a limited amount of weekends and birthdays and anniversaries and all that. I think that the one thing that drives me crazy is when somebody complains about getting older. I cannot stand that because not all of us get to do it. Like I've got a lot of friends that are not here anymore. And then when you're complaining that you've got gray hair or wrinkles or something, I'm like, stop it. But it's okay. You can. You can complain about whatever you want. But then I think when people take that and then they make it a part of their life as like, I need to look younger. I need to act younger. I need to do Then it's like, own it. Like, it's cool to get older. It, I love it. I love getting older. I'm, I want to be 130. I'm not joking. I mess with the kids all the time. I'm like, hey, you'll be a geriatric by the time I'm like not walking anymore. So we'll talk, you won't even be able to tell us apart because we'll be so <laughs> old. Like, that's your kid? He, you guys look like you were in the Navy together. It's like, well, yeah, because, you know, we're 130 and, and he's only 23 years younger than me. So, of course, he's going to look just like me. So, I know. But I think it, you know, it, and it has over time shown that it is different. You know, 70-year-olds year, 70 year olds 100 years ago, that's totally different than 70 now. You know, it's a totally different life. So, I and I think by the time, you know, because that's 100 years, right? Minus five, right? And so, yeah, by the time we get there, who knows? Who knows? That's true. I'm I just saying, like, it would have to be a bear or, like, a stray bull to take me out. Because I think, yeah. So. You know, I love hearing you say that because I've told people for a long time that I want to live to be 114 years old. But it's because I want to live during three different centuries. And since I was born in 86, I have to live to be 114 to hit 2100. And so, like, my evidence is Genesis 6-3 in the Bible. My interpretation is I can live to be 120 years old. So it's doable. I just got to just gotta make it. So I'll, I'll take some of that Aaron advice and know that the days are limited and I'll just try to age gracefully. Well, and I want Al Roker's hologram to say my birthday on Good Morning America. <laughs> Seriously, I want him to say it. Happy birthday, Aaron Gurney. Well, and I'll jovial. you. Yeah, I'll welcome He's the man. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> Aaron, do we have any beef that we need to hash out? No, honestly. And if we do... Um, I don't remember it. Um, my brain has this interesting habit of uh, either erasing or rewriting bad memories. So I could have an awesome memory of you guys and 
it did not play out that way. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, no, and like you guys, I remember running around with you guys all the time and cruising state and Josue's car. I remember him getting out of the car and it was running and he's like, he's like, watch this. And it was like rolling. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And he stood in front of it and pushed it and it stopped. And I was like, what? And he's like, my car is so gutless. <laughs> it's so gutless. He's like, I can push it backwards while it's in gear. Like it's so weak. And then, uh, we were riding in his car and there was way too many of us in the car. And I was sitting, uh, middle shotgun. So over the stick shift and, uh, my foot slipped like because I had my foot on the floorboards on either side. Right. And my foot slipped and went under the brake. And we were coming down segularly from Jordan onto state that light. And we were rolling. Like, and, and, and I could feel like he was slamming on my foot. Like, <laughs> I can't stop. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We were very glad to be alive after that. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, good times, good memories. I honestly, I, I don't, I don't have really any bad, like lingering. No, I don't. I don't have any beef either. I thought I just always remembered you as a, uh, you know, super friendly and very confident. I like. If anything, I was always uh, envious of how confident you were and how successful you were with the ladies. I was like, man, Gurney's got oh. it. He he knows how to do it. It was a facade, <laughs> yeah, for sure. You got to fake it to make it. You know, well, you fooled me. You make it. Oh yeah, no. Um, I I was also in drama. I didn't bring that up, but uh, yeah, no. You got to fake it to make it, and um, I, and maybe I learned in going from different schools and stuff younger how to like get people to like me, you know. And I'm a good guy, you know. So, and I just want to have fun and have friends and and do high school. Right? So. Journey just wants to have fun. Totally. <laughs> I love that. Do you have anything that you want to promote? Any, like, you want to promote your business or, uh. Yeah, so, uh, Paragon Web Agency. So it's paragonwebagency.com. We do all kinds of sites. There is really no small budget and really no large budget and just from my experience in customer facing website design and stuff like that, I, I can, I can relate with them on what, what it is that they want to do. If that makes any sense. It, it's such an intangible space to work in. I went, you know, welding and you're, you've got parts and you've got to set your, your welder to the right amps and, you know, all that stuff and it's a physical tangible thing and it should do as it did a thousand times before right in the internet and computer programming it doesn't quite work out that way and there are times that you need to think outside the box and think of different ways to achieve the same goal right in the best way possible and I think 
that is what draws me to what I do for sure is that especially if somebody told me that it can't be done if it can't be done I will waste any amount of time to do it because I know I know that it you know you just you can see it and it you know logic is a weird thing and it's hard for a lot of people under, to understand um, because it is so if this then do this if it or this or else this so it's it's a lot of asking questions getting an answer and then doing something based on that answer so if you ever read those books where you choose the number if you chose to do this go to page yeah then you would love website design because you still ask the same questions but you're given options and then the story could totally change how you're writing everything. If that was, yeah, that was a good analogy. <laughs> so if I have an idea, like I, I have a business or I have an idea of what I want to do for a website, I have no idea how to make a website. Uh, I've been doing marketing for a while on like Instagram or something, but you know what? I'm, I want to get more serious. I'm going to call you or reach out to you guys. You guys are going to help walk me through this process and you're able to help me pull that out of my brain and you're able to make a beautiful thing appear on a computer or on a phone. Exactly. I love it. Yeah, and, that, and that's the hardest thing. And understandably so though, you know, why people hire me, hire my company is that they're not going to spend two years, three years to learn it. And yeah, you could, you know, you could use Wix or Shopify or anything like that, but you're limited to what they allow you to do. And, you know, while that might meet 90% of, you know, most online customers, that 10% is quite large. You know, quite large, and and then they usually understand the complexity of you know what it is that they're trying to do, and that it doesn't just fit in a box like that. So, you know, and if, if it ends up being that you know we consult with somebody and and they could totally do it in Wix, we could just help them with Wix. Like if you don't know how to click around and set, you know, we have Zoom and Google Meet, and we can help you. And consult, and usually we don't even charge for that because we'd rather just help somebody and like, and them not struggle and waste a day and lose time with their family and just get a site built. We'll help you, you know, and then just tell people, you know, because not everybody fits that thing. You know, a lot of people do, and we understand that, you know, that there are far smarter people who have designed programs to build websites easily, right? So we just, we build sites usually for stuff that is not out of the box and requires a, a lot of writing, a lot of some coding and stuff like that. But it's fun because you're making something. So in my mind, I see like a tangible, like a thing, you know, and I, and I'm putting it together in that. So, um, like if you have a spatial, like a 3D, uh, close your eyes you can 
look at a box, open the box, look inside. Like that's, you know, the spatial ability, like things like that, uh, definitely help with web development. So, and app development, I've done some like Android stuff, but I try to stay away from that. There's, there's other more skilled people on that. Do you have any, uh, any other fun memories or things you want to share with us or any things you wanted to share before we wrap up? So I wanted to ask you, Steve, Dr. Roush, because yeah. you look very young too. And Gonzo, you do too. Oh, hush. You guys, no, seriously. <laughs> you guys look like super young. No, and that's like, that's awesome. Own it. That's awesome. Like, I don't know if you guys drink. I hope you don't Water. smoke. Yeah. Like, almost nobody smokes, but anyway, like, Getting carded is the best feeling. So anyway, because <laughs> you're a dentist. And yeah. so what is that? Because um, I've never had a young looking dentist. You know what I'm saying? A, like a young looking professional in general. Like it usually. So how how is that for you? In <sighs> You know, it's funny you say that. I, I used to joke and say, like, that's why I always have, like, a little bit of scruff. And that's why I've wanted, I've joked about growing my beard. Because when I'm just shaved right to my face, I look really young. But I, I would say that my experience overall has actually been very positive. Because I think, pe- like, dentistry, in the, in your mind, if you hear about a dentist or a dentist office, I think a lot of people think of maybe a certain smell. Like, oh, okay, a dental office might smell like this. Or... If you've had stuff done, like if I need a crown or if I need this, like they're going to stick something in your mouth, it's going to hurt, it's going to taste bad, and I'm going to have to go back. And it didn't hurt before you touched it, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's going to be sore after. (laughs) And I would say that my experience has actually been very positive, just showing people like there's a lot of really cool differences in dentistry today from when we were kids, you know, so like when people come to my practice and I'm not using goopy, you know, impression materials in their mouth, I scan everything. Oh, those gag me. Yeah. Gag. Oh, like crazy. That gooey. Yeah. We, we can do that if we need to, but like, Mm. I, I mostly like, I show people like, Hey, here's my scanner. I scan their teeth. I'm able to 3d print stuff. I'm able to show them exactly what I'm doing. I take lots of pictures. Mm. And so instead of you going to the dentist and being like, I guess whatever you said I have to do. I'm like, hey, I'll take a picture of it. I'm like, you see this huge hole in your tooth? That shouldn't be there. And I think my whole, I don't experience like, hey, you look like a really young dentist. Do you know what you're doing? But I think because I educate people and I show them pictures, and they appreciate like, hey, this guy has up to date, like 20th century, 21st century technology. We're not doing 1950s dentistry. And you understand it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And so it's, I think that that's been the biggest difference. I think ladies that are our mom's age, they love me. And so like that works out to my benefit. Like when I took over for the old guy, yeah. (laughs) So when I took over for the old guy, like he, uh, he did things a certain way and he was a great dentist, a really good guy. And so all of a sudden you have like this, this older guy leaving this younger guy come in. New Um, Jack. It's been, it's been a fun experience. And so. I, I don't know. I haven't had a lot of bad experiences with that, but I also talk way too much to people. And I think at the dentist, most of them appreciate that. Like, I'm not trying to see a million patients and go so fast between people. I, I take my time. And, That's uh, good. I, 
I don't know. That's my favorite part of the job is just I get to see people every six months. I get to follow up with them. I get to ask them about, hey, how was your trip that you said you were going on six months ago? And so it, it's been it's been great for me. No, that's awesome. And so you're not in Utah right now. And right now, no, I'm actually in Washington. And what's where are you up there for? Uh, I just I took a week off. Uh, we we schedule our time off in advance. And yeah. So we planned it bad, so I'm actually missing. Like my kids are missing their first week of school, but uh, oh, they're not missing the first week of school. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, they're they're up here with us, but uh, yeah, like we stayed last night in Forks. Just got we're just up on the Olympic Peninsula, just uh, seeing some friends, cool. seeing some stuff. Had a little break. Very cool. And uh, Steve is, uh, Steve's making uh, dentistry sexy, just with just uh, younging it up and <laughs> changing just uh, paradigm shifts all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, you no, know, you're good. If you have, if do you have anything else that you want to talk about, Gurney? Uh, no, ju- and just thank you to you know all the people who've you know, all the people who've gone before me, you know, and um, it's it's really cool to hear everybody's stories. I hope as many people as possible do this. Um, I've been reaching out to people. Just do it. it just do it. It's it's cool. And I, like I was kind of nervous before, but um, there's no no reason to be nervous. It's fun, <laughs> yeah. And you oh, guys are thanks. cool. I love that you guys are doing this. Oh well, we're I'm happy you're pimping it out, and uh, I'm glad you came on. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you for it. having me. Seriously. It was great well, talking to you. It. Yeah, appreciate you taking the time, and you you message us all the time. So like, I I appreciate your feedback and. You offer to help, and one of these days maybe we'll pick up on your offer and, and get once we get more serious about this, you know. Yeah, I'll, hey, I'll build a sick website for free, pro bono, no worries. Oh, all right, be, we'll hold you to it. it. It'll be totally cool. <laughs> uh, you just let me know. Thanks, Gurney. Hey, hey thanks it's, a lot. It's, it's great to see you. We'll, we'll yeah, good to see you guys too. Yeah, no, I wish I could be up there for the run. That's my birthday. So. Oh. Dang. Yeah, no, and we usually go up there for my birthday, so sorry I'm not going to be there. All right, but we'll be we'll thinking be about you. you. Awesome. Hey, uh, get a cake. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. <laughs> All right, guys, take it easy. Take hey, you take care. All right. Bye. Steve, we just got done talking to Gurney. What are your thoughts? He He talked about how he feels like he's the same person in a lot of ways and I agree. I think he's still like he's still the same guy that I remember. But it was really fun to see also the changes. Yeah. I think like the phrase I think of is like when I was a when I was a boy I played with childish things, but when I became a man I, I put away childish things or whatever. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that was him. Like when he was a kid he you know he partied and he, he did all that stuff. But it looks like he made decisions that forced him to grow up real quick and you know, he made the most of his opportunities like in the Navy and, and took advantage of opportunities that came to him. And it seems like it served him really well. And so I, I think it's great that he's still at his core, the same, you know, same person that we kind of knew and, but, uh, but more grown up. It almost feel like it was his plan all along, you know, cause he's saying like, I mean, he, he scored super high on these tests and he's like this really smart guy, but he's like, 
I'm going to screw off like all my teens and then I'm going to go into the Navy and really like clean it up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he said that, and I, I was surprised when he was like, and then, you know what? I was just like, I'm going to work at Chili's, and how much he just said he just like loved that job, and uh, I didn't see that coming, but I think that that's a really good example to me of, like, you make the most of whatever hand you're dealt or whatever situation you're in, and it's like, he loved serving people, and he thought, like, he took it upon himself to try to make every opportunity, every interaction a good one, and... uh it's really cool that he can come away from those four years and say, I loved working there and having that job. Yeah. 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 And I mean, Gurney's like so charismatic and so like such a people person. So, I mean, it, it makes sense that he, that he liked that He just likes being around people. And I think that's kind of what helps him in his business. Cause it's not, you know, web developers, I don't want to say are a dime a dozen, but you know, it's like, what's different what's different from him to going to Squarespace or going somewhere else. And it's like, he can give that little personal touch. You know, he says that he likes to communicate with the clients. He likes to hear and he like, he actually likes the challenge of someone saying like, this can't be done because he's like, Oh, like I'll show you how it can be done. So he's like, it's that human connection. It's being able to listen to people, you know, those things that he's always been good at, you know? Yeah. No, I think that he he definitely feels like he's just lived the life that he's choosing to live and he's done what he wants to do and he's created a life for himself where he still gets to do what he wants to do. And uh he seems he seems happy. He he's <laughs> awesome. I, I I love that he's just been in touch with us and he's always like from early on he's given us feedback and he's asked about like, "Hey, do you have a website? Do you want a website?" like Yeah. And uh I think you and I have we've evolved in kind of what we thought this was in the very beginning and what we're trying to turn it into. And, and, uh, and so it's been, it's been fun to hear from him a little bit, but it's been, it was great to actually talk with him and see him. And, uh, I don't know. I look forward to, I, I, I think this isn't the last time we hear from him. He's, he's awesome. And yeah. I want to stay in touch with him for sure. Yeah. And, uh, Gurney's, I guess, send us a fun dance story voice memo. We'd like forgot to ask him about that. But. Yeah. No, for sure. And for anybody else listening, uh, if you want to be on the show, just send us an email to jordanhigh2004podcast at gmail.com or send a message to me or Gonzo or to our Instagram, whatever. We'd love to hear from anybody. Uh, if you've got stories of how you asked or were asked or answered to a dance, we're going to do a, a fun voice memo episode of that. We've got some really good stories that have come in. So keep them coming, and we're excited to get that out to you. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, talk again soon. Bye. Bye.